Rashad here with another episode, another sermon. Man, the NFL week one, man. You talking about wild and crazy, man. It was from the get-go, touchdown, touchdown, teams getting blown out, close thrillers and overtime games, people tying, man. Uh what was your what was your initial initial reaction for week one? Man, I was just glad the NFL is back, man. Some some guys like Mahomes picked up where he left off, and you got the hype train in the Browns that got derailed. Uh for penalties more so than their opponent, things like that. Uh, you got uh, the headline of the Dolphins players reportedly demanding trades out of Miami. Like, who want to leave Miami? Man, that's, man? But, hey, that's a cra- that was a crazy storyline right there. That, that's a crazy headline that, that happened after that game. Yeah, it was it was so many headlines, man. We had, um, you know, people on Twitter killing Matt Ryan. Like, come on, man. This is, this is a top five, top seven QB in the league. Y'all mad because he up against a – Tough defense, like it's just—it was so much, man. You had Zach Taylor, his debut almost took out Seattle with you know with the Bengals, man. It was—it was headlines on top of headlines, man. So we can go ahead and get get to it, man. All right, let's, let's go right into it. I'm gonna go, we'll hit you with a couple quick hits. Um, go around the league real quick. All the games, uh, Chiefs and Jags, like you said, Mahomes picked up right away. Um, uh, really, really, the more the more headlines was from this game was that injuries, Hill, <laughs> injuries. Yeah, Tyree Hill got hurt. Um, he, you know, there was a question on whether they put him on IR and Nick Foles, man, paid him all this money. And, you know, both of us picked the Jags to actually win this division, but yet now they have to, you know, have a rookie quarterback, uh, Gardner Minshew, who, who looked pretty impressive in the game. I mean, what was it, like 17 or 18 or something like that. And, you know, he was down coming in the game, down 10, lost about 14. That's not, that's not bad when you're playing the Chiefs. So, uh, I think Nick Foles now, what, what's, you know, how do you see the Jazz moving forward without Nick Foles? I think the Jazz is going to be fine. Your boy is not panicking. I'm still rolling with the Jazz to win that division. I still have Gardner Minshew, you know, leading them to at least 9-7. I mean, he, he stepped in the game 22 for 25, 275 yards, two TDs, one interception. Dude was accurate, man. Um, even Nick Foles, before he left out the game, well, on the play that actually took him out of the game, he hit a bomb to – DJ, my boy. DJ Shark. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I still have Jazz winning, man. Um, they they kept up in the game, honestly. Like, the score doesn't show it, but they really were competitive and kept up. Most of the points the Chiefs got was off of, like, bad defense. I mean, of course, we, we know Sammy's, uh, Sammy is fast, man. So, you know, he gets behind the defense or you, you, you miss a tackle or two, he's gone. Gone. So, gone to the house, yeah. But um, I still like Jazz for the division. Um, I still like Chiefs to do what they're going to do because even though they're losing Tyreek Hill for a couple of weeks, um, he don't have to have surgery on his clavicle like Nick Foles is. I still like the Chiefs to do, you know, what we what we thought they would do from the get-go, 11-12 wins. They still have Kelsey, Sammy, Miko Hartman. Uh, McCoy got in the game and got busy. Damian Williams got in the game and got busy. And you have arguably the best QB in the league, a reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes. So I'm not doubting the Chiefs, and I'm not bailing on the Jags either. Uh yeah, I'm I'm gonna stay indifferent on the Jags. Um, 
I, I mean, because going against them, I, you know, I still don't feel strong of picking anyone else. So, uh, for, for, for that reason, I'm just going to stay right there with the Jazz because, I mean, the Colts look good. We'll get into all them, Titans, and, and even, even the Texans. So, yeah, everybody look – they all showed me something. So, it's not like we, – we, we said it before on the, on the AFC, AFC South part that they're all going to be in the same spot. And it's really going to come down to tiebreakers. And uh, and Jaguar lost to the Chiefs, um, and they got a four-play schedule. So, Minshew should still be solid. And D- DiFilippo is, is going to make is going to make it work. Um, you know, it, it's not it's not a it's not a run first um, offense anymore. And you're gonna you, you got the you can't just stack the box against Fournette. I think Fournette will have a better showing after this game. But yeah, I mean the Chiefs and Jags, we know we know this the Jag the Jazz defense can't mess with Chiefs offense, and and, and that's and that's saying something for how good the Jags defense is. Man, one last point on Jags. Gardner Minshew, his his last year in college at Washington State, he was a starter for 13 games. He went 11 and two, completed 70 percent of his passes, 4,776 yards, 38 TDs, and nine interceptions. He's pretty accurate, so I'm trusting that with the Jags because he threw some deep balls and he's pretty accurate. So whenever you're accurate with D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Shark, and those guys, Jags will be fine. And then. On the bright side, everybody in their division lost this week except for Titans. Right. So, yeah, so it's still got plenty of room to grow. Uh, let's move on to the Falcons and Vikings, man. And we're talking about domination from the get-go, first play of the game. Uh, Anthony Barr hit a sack on Matt Ryan, three and out, block punt, uh, got the ball in the short field. Um, three, four plays later, touchdown Adam Thielen, 7-0. And after that, the game just got away from Atlanta. And they saw, they saw themselves tw- down 28-0. Uh, Garbage you know, touchdowns. For, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they got two garbage touchdowns at the Vikings. You know, Julio Jones scored his first touchdown against the Vikings on a rookie corner that the Vikings traded for uh, during cut days. So, it's not like it was somebody very impressive and anything like that. So, um, man, you know, we both picked the, the Falcons to win the NFC South. And and from from that, you know, you know how the whole season, everybody hyped about Mike, Matt Ryan being indoors, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, but you know, against Minnesota, he had, he never uh, he he never had a good a good outing. Uh, me and Austin talked about this on 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 Hunt for the Prize, the live show, and I said that he would be a dud as far as fantasy wise. And I mean, up until the touchdowns, the garbage bug as he was, uh, game flow made you know kind of made him go pass heavy and and even more uh, you know late game touchdowns, garbage buckets. But the Falcons, man, they couldn't run the ball. Um, Minnesota has so much attention on Julio Jones, and you would think really and Sanu are good enough weapons to get open, but they couldn't get open. Um, the offensive line could not block Matt Ryan at all. Uh, it was, I think, it was the next gen stat, and Daniel Hunter and Anthony Barr on their sack were the fastest sack of any any game this past weekend, and that was like three seconds. So <laughs> both of them get both of them getting in that fast. I mean, what what do we expect? You know, from a <laughs> From Matt Ryan, who's not—it's not like he's Deshaun Watson or he's Russell Wilson and can improvise. That's not his—that's not his game. So I don't know, you know, the 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 hate of the hate of Matt Ryan just—it always sickens me because what what else is he supposed to do? They they, they trying to push the ball down the field. He got Derek Cutter from Buccaneers, and what did they, what did they do last year? Push the ball down the field. So if he needs to re- regroup and think about you know get quick quick hit slants, because Mahomes live and Mahomes live off that quick slant, get the ball to your playmakers hand, let him go to work. And I don't understand why they sent and let Matt Ryan sit back in the pocket so long. Yeah, I only had two takeaways from the game. Falcons have a young offensive line. They drafted two of those guys 
in the first round this year. So and one's yeah. out for the season. Uh, uh, IR right now. He's broke his foot. Yeah, so they they're gonna take a look. <laughs> they're they're gonna they take time to jail on the offensive line, but I'm not bailing on them as well. I still think they'll win the division. And my takeaway from the Vikings was I was just glad to see Dalvin Cook do his thing. Yes, um, sir, man. Whew. He he's a top ten RB in the league. I'll tell it. I'll tell anybody that he's. He's top ten. He's closer to that top seven or eight. Um, you know, you got Zeke, Saquon, McCaffrey, Kamara. Um, you know, after that, you know, toss up, yeah, yeah. You start, you start going off preference then. So, but Cook, he do a threat, run and catch. Um, I'm glad to see him back healthy. Hopefully, he can last the whole season. If he does, um, they could possibly win the division. We talked about a few weeks ago. Well, you know, a few podcasts ago, and. Uh, Kurt Cousins, he didn't have to do much, so let's, let's see what he does. He don't do like the ball like 10, 11 times. Yeah, 10 times, the, the, the offense looked pretty good. Uh, the, you know, the times we had to, you know, had to pass, I mean, pretty much, you know, Thielen and Diz, they're going to do what they do, and they're wide open catching their passes. And so I, I don't, I'm not worried about Kurt Cousins as long as he don't turn the ball over and get rid of the ball, we, we, they, they should be fine. Um, let's go into the drubbing of the, of the afternoon. And that was the Ravens, man. Against the Dolphins, I think the score was fifty nine ten. Yep, man, Lamar went crazy, and even <laughs> even the backup, Mister RG three, got in through a touchdown. So man, exactly, so you know how bad that was for the Dolphins. But you know, I, I, I watched the game, and, and and for a team that has a lot of playmakers um, and deep threats, Mark, even Mark Andrews, to tight end, Hollywood Brown, and and all these other guys, why would Miami not keep everything in front of them? Uh, they play they play the single high safety instead of most you know instead of having two safeties back there for help, and they just got gassed and gassed and gassed um, all all night long and and you know uh, something I want to take away from this game is the reason why the Ravens are going to be you know you said they're going to pull back I think this I think they pull back from the division winner but still make a wild card I said it's because they 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 have an actual running back um, the Alex Collins and and uh, Gus Bus. And all the other guys who they had back there just wasn't going to cut it for a long-term deal. But you got Mark Ingram, who he might not be a top-10 bet like we said Cook is, but he's not, you know, he's not no top-30. He's a top-20 guy, in my opinion. So Mark Ingram, with with that line and with Lamar Jackson having the dual-threat role and people have to respect his speed as well in the RPO, I, I think Ingram can 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 have a, you know, career year, especially being the, the, especially being the starter. Yeah, he's definitely not in that, you know, Le'Veon Bell, DJ Zeke, those don't know that that top six, top seven like we were just talking about, he's not in that, but he does provide some stability for the Ravens because he's been a bell cow back for the Saints before. So um, that should get him some stability because Alex Collins is always fumbling the ball and stuff like that at the most inopportune times. <laughs> but uh, I I can't take much from the Ravens win just because we know the Dolphins are in a rebuilding stage. So I can't take much from it except for Lamar. People are kind of going overboard with the the passing. Yeah, he threw some good balls, but I mean, he's an NFL pro. He should, he should be able to hit Hollywood Brown on wide open routes and Mark Andrews things like that. So, I mean, he's a pro, but he's still not in comparison to a Drew Brees or in comparison to a Philip Rivers to Big Ben. He cannot throw compared to those guys. He's not as accurate as a Baker Mayfield. Those guys. So, I mean, I wouldn't put too much stock in it. Uh, those plays of Hollywood Brown, they would just kind of just take the top off plays. He won't do that every week. Guys will start t- smarter defenses with more Smarter talent. defense, right. Yeah, they'll start <laughs> keeping their, their stuff in front of them. Yeah. Um, let's go on to the, man, the, the Buccaneers in San Francisco. 
uh, a game that I was very excited to watch. I, I want to see Jamie Winston and Bruce Arians. I want to see Jimmy G healthy with a good supporting cast. And I was, you know, di- disappointed. Um, not to say the less, uh, Jimmy G didn't look impressive. Um, 49ers only scored because Jamie Winston didn't look impressive. And he throwing pick sixes. So, you know, so it's, I mean, uh, touchdowns did get called back in this game. George Kittle had a touchdown. Cameron Bray scored twice and got both got called back. So it, it was a lot of miscues, a lot of a lot of um, hurting himself. But Jimmy G and Jameis Winston, man, as much high hope as I have for both of them, I just I, I I'm 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 done with Jameis Winston for now. Uh, you know, I, I, it's a guy who have all the tools and everything necessary. Necessary. He don't he don't have the IQ. And that just that just after all these years, it it, it kills me. And um, Jimmy G. ACL, I think we're just a year too early. Um, most, if you look around the league, most ACLs injuries. Once you had two week, two years, like after your second year from it, that's when you become a star. Uh, we will talk about this later on, but that's why Carson Wentz looked good as he did um, yesterday, uh, this past weekend, because because he's he's in the second year removed from ACL, uh, just like Dalvin Cook is two years removed from his ACL as well. Shoot, Allen Robinson looked good. Exactly, against, yeah, against another, another Packers, good man. Yeah, another good example, yeah. A Rock looked pretty good, but um, yeah, Jameis not his best performance. Um, I'm not ready to bail on him just yet, even though you know we kind of talked about it off air, like he can't seem to get it together. But it's just week one. I won't panic. Um, I still trust Aaron's to kind of rein him in. Mike Evans was out of the game, in and out with illness. So you know, Chris Godwin didn't really get. Make a big impact. He had like three catches, about fifty-three yards. Um, I was most impressed with my guy. I'm high on him, Ron Jones. He just fits what Bruce Arians does. So I was glad to see him get some volume. Peyton Barber didn't get much, much volume. And uh, on the four nine side, their defense will be better than expected. Uh, granted, they did get two pick sixes on Jameis, but their defense drafted Bosa and they paid guys to come over and play defense. On a personal offense, they're really paying is Jimmy G. So their defense will be better than expected. Um, I still have them getting better as the season goes on because I think Jimmy G will kind of slowly start to get his rhythm. He wasn't impressive, but he'll get his rhythm as the season goes on. All right, uh, next one, Le'Veon Bell returns to the uh, football field after the year absence with all that craziness last year. Bills and Jets. Um, my, my first initial reaction is the offense of the Jets – you know, I, I I always say it. If you if you're that side, if you're that minded on that side, I expect that to be good. And the Jets' offense will score eight points. Defense score eight points. So you know the the offense didn't look impressive. Le'Veon Bell did, um, of course, and and so did Jameson Crowder. I think once Robbie Anderson can get healthy, um, Chris Herndon get back, I will. I want to see the offense step in the right direction. I'm not. You know, I, I don't. I'm not a believer in the Jets as far as going to the playoffs, but. I still want to see improvement. I think Sam Darnold can be a solid quarterback. You know, can he meet the Andy Dalton line? It is is what is is what all he has to do. And if he does that, he can be a solid QB for a long time. Um, and then on the Bills side, man, or really both sides, they neither neither quarterback. You know, this is it's both second year in in the NFL. Josh Allen, Sam Darnold does not have an offensive line, and it's it's hard to assess your quarterback when your quarterback is running for them like their life now. Jets kind of fixed that game with Le'Veon Bell so they can throw it off in the flat. He can take off go go crazy. And Crowder is a slot guy. He's very – get over very fast. Um, the Bills, on the other hand, Singletary and Cole Beasley are not Le'Veon Bell and Crowder. So that's the that's the only downfall from that. But Josh, I'll be running for his life. But I did like John Brown. I think 
that connection deep going deep. I think John Brown fits Josh Allen's you know strong suit as, as throwing the ball down the field. So um, as long as as long as both teams can play good defense, which they both did, I think Bills and Jets gonna be fine. Um, watching this game back, it was really a waste of my time. I wasn't impressed with <laughs> I wasn't impressed with anything I saw. Uh, Josh Allen turned the ball over way too many times, and they were lucky to even get back in the game and win it. Um, but no, like I said, it's first week. Don't panic. Don't overreact. I was just glad the Bills won because I picked them in my weekly pick them. So that's all I was cheering for. Um, I did like Devin Singletary emerging. They cut LaShawn McCoy. He's on the Chiefs now, as we already talked about. So Singletary should probably assume the, the main RB1 role with, you know, vet Frank Gore backing him up for some goal line work. And you still have TJ Yeldon in a pass catcher role that he had down in Jacksonville. So, uh, Bills look pretty promising. I remember we talked about them. You 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 thought they could make the playoffs and perfect way to start the season, get you a, a W. Um win win the game, you should win. They shouldn't have won this one with all those turnovers, but they still find a way to pull that out. Jets, um I was just glad to see Bill back in action. Hopefully uh he gets better at, he gets better as the season goes on for sure. But I was just glad to see Bill back in action and uh let's see where Gates Gates can take the offense. All right, uh, Panthers and the Rams. This is this is all lies on this because the two guys, in my opinion, that was to watch Cam Newton from his shoulder and watch Todd Gurley from his knee. Um, the the Rams are they're they're just going to ease Gurley in because as the game got later on, later on they went to Gurley and it helped them to you know to, to secure a win. Um, Cam, you know, I you know it's gonna take him a while to get back into rhythm, but as long as he got McCaffrey, the offense is going to move. Um, McCaffrey is, is proven to be, you know, one one of the best players in the NFL. Um, he does on on a weekend. He does it all. <laughs> it does it, it does it all, and, and and it's and it's very consistent at a high level. So, um, you know, I trust him. Golf, you know, golf had a struggling. You know, he struggled a little bit, but he's kind of he's kind of like Big Ben uh, on the road. He doesn't really impress. He's not. He 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 doesn't go on the road and put on a big show. But at home, he put on he put on a show. So. Um, he will bounce back. I think they're home this week, so he should bounce back. Yeah, the Rams are going to have a good game when they play the Saints. You know, they're going to be up for that game, and so are the Saints. But as far as against the Panthers, uh, no real strong takeaways. McCaffrey did what we thought he would do. Uh, the Rams look good in spots. You know, first week of the season, guys are trying to play their way into shape and get ready. Um, so no real big takeaways. I just want to see Cam has to get better. Him in a North Turner offense with McCaffrey, and you're expecting big things out of Curtis Simmons and DJ Moore. The Panthers should get better as the season goes on. I don't have them as a playoff team, but I think they'll get better as the season goes on. All right, now let's move on to the L.A. Bengals. I meant the Cincinnati Bengals. L.A. Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Zach Taylor, man, from the Sean McVay tree. He put on the show where you talking about John Ross and Tyler Boyd. Um, Mixon was in there, and even Gio Bernard and Dalton put on the show. Man, I thought I, I, I thought uh, Jared Goff was in, is under that helmet, and Todd Gurley back there, and Cook and all them guys. Man, I'm very I was very impressed. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, you know, Seattle. I know Seattle. Seattle did find a way to win the game. Um, Klein did get a strip fumble in his, his first game there. Uh, Russell Wilson hit Tyler Lockett big big playability to, to take the lead. So you know they, they, those guys showed up. They, those guys showed up. Uh, but the Bengals, man, you talking about a team who I, I say is going to go win one or two games at, at the at the max, and they showed a lot of heart in that game. Uh, I, I don't know how you know Zach Taylor 
what what his approach was to tell these guys, you know, that we can do it, we can do it. But, you know, without A.J. Green, John Ross, and, and Tyler Boyd look capable as a one and two uh, receivers on a team. And, you know, the offensive line struggled, but, but I mean, then again, they lost like two or three guys to injuries. So, um, and, and the defense played solid. So I, I'm very impressed on the Bengals, but I'm not going to say they're they're going to do anything else. Uh, but but I was very impressed. Yeah, I was impressed as well. And I don't know what it is, man. Like I'm not a Bengals fan, but I I, I may be an undercover Bengals fan because I found myself rooting for them to win the game. You know, <laughs> I, I picked John Ross as a potential breakout player and. Um, I like Joe Mixon. You know, I had him in fantasy a few years ago. I was high on him. So, I mean, it's just – it's her stuff about the Bengals that I like. I always say, like, the QB can't meet the Andy Dalton line and get him out of the league. So, I mean, I may be an undercover Bengals fan. don't even realize it, man. But I was hoping they won the game until I saw, like, oh, man, it's going to be a turnover and they lost the game. But uh, Zach Taylor bringing over that, I guess, McVay-ish system, uh, the Bengals could be in store for some some good weeks. You know, they they moved the ball pretty good. Um, Seattle didn't look as good, but they were still, you know, Seattle. And, you know, Rush normally starts slow the first four or five weeks, and he'll get better as the season goes on. The defense needs to gel more, especially in the secondary. The, the secondary has to improve. But we knew that coming to the season that would be a concern. So let's just see where Seattle goes. They got clowned, and we didn't see that coming. So let's see where Seattle goes. All right, uh, Cowboys and the Giants. And uh, by the way, if Dak play like that again, he's going to ask for $80 million a year. Um, $50 million! <laughs> 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 hey, man, Dak, Dak put on a show, man. Just, and watching that offense, Kellen Moore in his first game calling it, um, he he impressed. Uh, Beautiful job. He did a great job. Uh, you're talking about balance from passing the uh, um, passing and running, um, hitting Cobb, hitting Gallup, hitting Cooper, man. It was just hitting Blake Jarwin. It's just so many guys that they got fed the ball in. This all if, if if the cow let me tell you right now if the Cowboys offense you know I, I gotta win the division so if the Cowboys offense is better than the Cowboys defense they they're Super on Super Bowl bound yeah exactly <laughs> exactly they're 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 on to something so um like I said it is we won so we we gonna wait and it World versus Giants but if that's the kind of game that they can be and be balanced and be effective in both stages running and passing man it it it, it can be scary. Man, I just like how they didn't try to come out and abuse Zeke opening the week. 13 carries, 53 yards, and he did get a score. And I know some of his work came as the time was dwindling down, but Tony Pollard had 13 catches too. So, I mean, 13 uh, carries, I'm sorry. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they didn't try to just come out and abuse Zeke for 25 carries. Like, they let Dak work with that receiving core, Cooper, Gallup, Cobb, Vent, Jason Whitten back, and they even hit – uh, jarring for a touchdown. So Dak looked great, man. So uh, if he keep that up, he's gonna him and Mahomes gonna be dueling it out for who's gonna get the, the highest contract. <laughs> oh, he, 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 you know, you know what little saying I always say is like when when you get paid is when you get hurt. Um, which which alluded to what Tyreek Hill, Nick Foles. But what you do is you you have the replacements. Uh, I think Chiefs got lucky. Because they drafted Nico because of Tyreek might be you know suspended and all that uh, all that stuff, but so they, they you know they they kind of can feel that uh, Nico can feel Sammy roll while Sammy feel Tyreek roll speed on um, top of speed. You know you you put all your investments in Nick Foles, but you draft you still draft a third or fourth round quarterback in Minshew um, and Cowboys. They go get a, a running back who they quote unquote says he's Alvin Kamara. 
and you pay Zeke so much money, and now you got Tony Pollard who can, you know, who can play play a lot and, and save Zeke. So I'm all three of those teams are they, they're great as far as that. As far as when you when you over, when you pay somebody money, make sure you have a a plan B just in case they get hurt. Um, so that that's why I take away from that game as well. Um, the Lions and the Cardinals, man, they tied. <laughs> uh, Lions up twenty four six in the fourth quarter. Lions going to Lions always. Um, you know, a team that I say was going over over sixteen. Uh, I guess I guess you can't go over sixteen if you got a, a tie. So. Um, I'm going to change my prediction to 0 and 15 and one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but um, the first three quarters, Arizona looked terrible. Um, there was nothing going for them. I don't know if the Lions just got complacent and just lied down a little bit. Uh, the offense, Stafford did Stafford did have a first down that the Lions offensive coordinator and coach called a timeout before he snapped the ball. Had J.D. McKissick wide wide open, and that was the game. And that was going to be 24 to 16 right then. But of course, they called timeout and had to redo the play. Couldn't get the first down. Cardinals go down and score and overtime and almost lose it then. So the Lions blew a game that they always do. Um, it just that, that's just the Lions. Um, but I guess Kyle, I guess Kyler Murray and them got it together. Uh, Kyler Murray finally leaned on Larry, Larry the legend. So um, you know, I'm not too. I, I don't really know what to say about his offense. You know, for a team that tried to hide it in the preseason, they didn't really show me nothing. <laughs> Man, I have a few takeaways from this game. Number one, NFL, change the freaking overtime rule. Nobody wants to see games end in a dang tie. Like, that is – it's just dumb. Like, NBA games don't end in ties. Playoff games for the NFL don't end in ties. Baseball games don't end in ties. College basketball, college football. Nobody likes ties. Like, scrap this whole play 10 minutes, and when the time runs out, that's the end of the game. I'm not saying they got to go to the college system, but come up with something where there's no ties. That's the that's the main point of that. The second point is this game ending in a tie save Matt Patricia's job <laughs> because if the Cardinals would have came back from that deficit after that terrible first three quarters and won this game, I don't think Patricia would have made it past probably week six or seven if the, the year got off to a rocky start. He would have had to take that broke leg and limp on out the office. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been calling Bill Belichick for a, a job back because if he would have lost his game to a rookie head coach in Kingsbury, a rookie QB who played terrible, he would have, man, he would have got fired. Like, and, <laughs> and there, there would have been no reason to keep him. So those are two main things, but as uh, far as Kyler, he didn't look the best, as we already said, but uh, who knows? I mean, the offensive line wasn't that great, but in that fourth quarter overtime, he kind of made some plays where you felt like, you know, this guy might actually work in the NFL. So uh, one game, uh, really a quarter and a partial with overtime. Right. Not, <laughs> not re- wasn't really impressed, but I wasn't, like, fully turned off either. I just want to see how, you know, how does this develop over the next few weeks because they were – Talking up this offense like it's going to be this new innovative thing, but I didn't really see anything innovative from it. So let's just see what how it plays out. I mean, well, you know, he could do more if he wasn't getting sat by his own mother. But man, that was so crazy. That's like they, they, they got basically <laughs> jumped on top of him. Like that was kind of like how uh, D Hop took uh, dude the Suplex <laughs> City man. Like dude brought less on the on the field. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking at snaps and. Uh, 
the Cardinals had 89 plays. Now, yes, they had an overtime as well, but um, still, you know, even without the overtime, it's probably more like 70-something. So they're still reaching a higher number of plays. So you know, it, it, that's one thing you're going to know. The offense will, will have a lot of plays. Yeah, man, the Lions, I know we both thought they could maybe make a little bit of noise this year, but you you more so than me, but still a little bit of noise. This is not a good sign to be blowing leads to the Cardinals. No, no, not not a good sign at all. Not a good sign. But at least they at least they didn't lose. <laughs> Man, terrible. Um, the next game, Eagles and the Redskins, and you talk about a tale of two halves. Uh, it was Redskins early, and you know, I tell you, I was like, Man, what are, what are the what are the Eagles doing? <laughs> they were down what, 17, it was 17-7 at one point, and Redskins was in control. Um, but Carson, Carson Wentz looked like an MVP candidate that, that, that we both alluded to. Um, having Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Aguilar didn't really get involved, but you know he, you know he will. Uh, the RBBC, running back by committee, is going to be in the state. One of the best offensive lines. Um, and not the best, but the second best tight end in football. It's just what could go wrong for Carson Wentz, but injuries. Um, he's, the, back, the back is fine. Two years removed from the ACL. This is Carson Wentz year. He will be MVP, um, you know, at least in the conversation. Uh, he should be up there. You know, he got the, he got he got everything he needed, and you know, it was, it's easy to come back when you got the weapons. So um, that's 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 really I don't really know. Maybe Eagles got to a bad start and you know got punched in the mouth real early, um, but they was able to recover and, and, and win the game. So that's all that matters. Man, that that Vernon Davis touchdown was crazy, Ooh, man. Like, boy, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. I was glad he, you know, he scored. He had a moment after, you know, he lost his, uh, you know, his grandfather. So that was pretty tough for him. Very emotional moment. But I was glad the Redskins got to a good start. But they kind of skipped in front of Eagles for a second. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, are they just coming out flat, or, you know, like what's going on? But then I didn't know Philly fans love Deshaun Jackson like that man. They were like, he was catching those bombs. They were going crazy for him. I know Philly's a passionate sports town, but. Yeah, they, 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 they were loving D-Jack, man. Those, those two bombs he caught, man. The fans were going crazy. But um, Carson Wentz looked good. Um, he got his deep threat. He has a big body in Alshon, second-best tight end, a, a good play-calling head coach coming from that, that Andy Reid tree. Eagles could be something special. And uh, if Case Keenum keeps this up, he'll hold Dwayne Haskins back from that starting job for, for a few weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, the next one, uh, no luck, no problem. The Colts looked pretty good against the uh, L.A. Chargers. And also, no quarter, no problem. Uh, Eckler put on a monster show um, for, for all the fantasy guys. You know, he won me some DraftKings running this weekend. Eckler, what it do, <laughs> baby? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what does it do, Eckler? Um, he, you know, he, 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 showed, he showed everybody right then why you don't pay running backs. Uh, we talked about this throughout the all off season. Gordon, uh, Bell, Zeke, all of them guys. It, it, it's 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 so right here. Like if you have if you have a guy, he, he he's capable, especially in a, off, a good offense. A run, if you're a solid running back, you're going to do fine. Uh, even Justin Jackson came in eight carries or nine carries for 57 yards. Like he, you know, as a as a RBBC for them, they're going to be they're going to be you know just as good or not if not better than Melvin Gordon. So. I don't, I don't, I don't get Melvin Gordon's ploy. He should have already seen because he, because he watched it, and how Eckler and Justin Jackson are when they, you know, when they play. So, um, I don't, you know, from 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 that take, Gordon, you messed up. You might as well just come on. You, 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 you might as well just come on back 
and just hope, you know, hope the Chargers got room for you. Um, and then on the other side, man, the Colts, they look fine. Uh, defensively and offensively, I'll say, you know, they're a solid team. I, you know, I, they, they won't be 5-11, and 11, like people saying. Um, they, they're not going to fall that bad. They're going to be around at 7-9 to 9-7, depending on how things shake up. If they would have stole this win, they would have been 9-7. and seven. So now we're looking at 8-8, eight 7-9. Eight, I don't think they steal any other good big, big game. So um, I think they're going to play um, the, – they play Steelers later on at some point outside the division. And then they play uh, – who was another who's the other division? Um, AFC uh, AFC East. So, and they'll play, what, the Bills? Or, no, they'll play Dolphins. Mm, so that's, that's an easy one. Um, so Brissette, what, what are your thoughts on him? He didn't look bad. Um, the biggest thing is games like this will be where they miss Andrew Luck, that guy mm-hmm. who, can, who can just make that one more play and get you that win and stuff like that. They'll they'll miss that. Um, but they'll still be an 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, team just because the last time Brissett was in, they didn't have this offensive line. They didn't have this much talent around, like T.Y. Parents, yeah, T.Y. and Campbell and all those guys. Punches and they didn't have that that defense, which is a, a stout defense. So the Colts should be fine. I don't think their division will be a runaway. So as long as they're around eight and eight, nine and seven, they'll be in play for it to the the last week of the year. And the Chargers and the Rams are showing like keep drafting RBs, build you a, and the Eagles now too. Just hey, keep getting RBs, build you a committee because one guy doesn't make or break the team. Like, Gordon has shown he's been injury-prone in multiple seasons. So, Eckler steps in, same offense, same system, had a field day. And I think Justin Jackson, as the season goes on, he's going to take on a bigger role, and he's going to still be be pretty good. Kind of like, look at, even, look at the red skin we just talked about. The guys that got hurt, they're going to activate AP, keep on moving. Still got Chris Thompson, your pass catcher. Drafted uh, Bryce Love, keep on moving. Exactly. Like one, one player, especially at RB, will not define your team. All right, so let's move on to our, our top storylines, man. Um, <laughs> and we talked about Tony Brown and before you know our podcast dropped. Well, after our podcast dropped, uh, he was <laughs> released, and then when a couple hours later, he was signed by the Patriots. Um, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories about this, and a lot of you know, it's it just it's just a crazy, crazy thing that we've seen. Uh, I, I I guess the, the kind of what I want the conversation to go is, um, who whose side do you lean on in this situation as far as who was in the wrong, uh, or and then also the and then and then answer and then answer this also answer. What what does AB want, um, and for why the why him and the Raiders probably would, wouldn't have never worked. I mean, we were, we did talk about it on our last pod and. And we were dropping in those early gems on Twitter how he's going to get released and he's going to sign with the Patriots and all that kind of stuff. So we were we kind of saw it coming, but um, as far as what he's looking for, I think I know for sure he wants to win. And then as far as financially, he's going to get that. Like people are saying he's crazy. He just blew thirty million dollars, whatever. Well, the Patriots are going to pay him ten guarantee. He's going to have five million in the sense, so that's fifteen. And then as long as he's on his best behavior, which he will be. It's, it's the Patriots. He's going to behave. He'll get the team option $20 million next year. So, that's the $30 million he would have got from the, you know, from the Raiders anyway because it was signed of a three-year deal, but the money was for, like, really two years. So, as far as the contract and the money, 
he got that. I think he just wants to be trusted. Um, and like people are saying he didn't ever want to be in Oakland. Well, I think he actually did because I think he liked John Gruden. Like that whole video with the phone call in it, John Gruden approved that. So I think AB was all in on being a Raider. I just think, as far as the standpoint of like the Mike Mayock stuff, maybe. Maybe he just felt they were trying to – I'm not sure what the, the dynamics were, but he maybe he just felt he couldn't really be himself or he couldn't trust somebody or, you know, just bad vibes or something like that. Maybe he felt like they weren't totally buying into him. I feel like the team, like Derek Carr and you got a weapon in Josh Jacobs and, of course, John Gruden. I mean, I thought those guys were all in on AB. I thought he was all in for them. I just think more of like the Mike Mayock stuff um, was kind of like – AB didn't feel like they had it. He had his bag. He couldn't trust him. So I think that's what ultimately led to him, you know, asking for his release and things like that. Because, like, those fines and stuff, that kind of stuff is expected. When you don't show up in training camp, everybody gets fined. And right, exactly. The, the cryotherapy chamber stuff, you know, you didn't wear the shoes, so you burn your feet up. So, um, but there have been reports saying he was contacting consultants asking, how the hell do I get out of here? So, you know, maybe he did want to get out, but from certain stuff, from hard knocks and some other things, it felt like he was all in. But ultimately, everybody won in the situation. The Steelers didn't trade him to their rival, even though he ended up on their on their on your rival anyway. But um Raiders got some good press out of it as far as hard knocks and some ESPN storylines and some, some Twitter retweets and like so Everybody kind of won in the scenario. The Raiders had some crazy signs in the stands with, you know, some, some F-bombs and A-B and that kind of <laughs> stuff. So, you know, everybody kind of won it. People got jokes out of it. Patriots got still one of the top three receivers in the league. Everybody won except for the team we'll talk about soon, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> yeah, and my whole thing about A-B, man, is – I. You know, a lot of people want to throw, you know, a lot of, you know, throw a lot of shade and blame at Mayock. But you got to think about this. For a guy who's, his, you know, he's been on TV with last, whoever knows how long, Mike Mayock is coming to being a GM for his first year. He wants to build a culture. That's what GMs do. You build a culture. I mean, I know people want to talk about the coaches, I mean, about the coaches, but it's the GM who sets, who sets because they're the ones who bring in the talent. Uh, you know, Belichick is also the GM for the Patriots, so that doesn't count. But everyone else, most of them are bringing in. You know, the GM is is the culture changer, and he's the one who's he's the one who gets the guys that him and the coach are agreeing upon and stuff like that. And I feel like I feel like Mayock, you know, got to a breaking point, and it was like, you know, this is not how this is not how we're we're going to run because you can't let somebody just go crazy and then get mad when, let's say, for example, Josh Jacobs come out of nowhere and be like. Oh well, I want blah 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 blah, and you know, and you let AB do it, and if Jacobs, you know, what we've seen from Monday Night Football, if he can do that for you know consistently, I, you know, even though even though we're not paying running backs, you know, Josh Jacobs first round talent, you know, he can. I'll do, pay him. You know, is that is that you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying like you 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 can't set the president like that, and, and what Antonio Brown doing and what he doing throwing temper changes and stuff, and and being a different person every day. Um, so I can understand may, may I probably may I probably went to Gruden and said like um you know this is not this is not the way we we're gonna win. And you know, and and if you if if you're serious about winning, we don't need A B. And then John Gruden, you know, from what from what we've seen, I always took it to the Brown side and and probably he probably told me uh, 
you know, if if you say it's about winning, I need Tony Brown. So it's kind of like, like that's, yeah, it's that weird dynamic, though. Cause, you know, like coaches need players to help them win, and GMs they want to win, but they also got to worry about culture and mm-hmm. can can we, you know, can we find this type of player at a cheaper value, or do we really need this problem? You know, like you said, as a coach, do we really need this problem? Because now we're gonna have other guys who feel like they can run them up. So you got you got to worry about. Salary cap, setting a tone, bringing in the right players and the right fit for GM standpoint. So, him and John Gruden kind of have two different, you know, ideals that they got to follow. Because Gruden want to win games, even though he's on a ten year deal, he want to win games. But Mayock got to preserve the culture and all the other stuff. Right, and then exactly. And you remember last year they traded Khalil Mack, you know, by financial reasons and stuff. But they also said that he wasn't for the team and he wasn't blah blah. blah. So. If, if and, and we never heard about Andy Khalil Mack's head. So, um, if you're gonna say that about Khalil Mack, you definitely need to get Tony Brown out of here as, as well. Like it, it, you can't you can't say that Tony Brown isn't for the Raiders when he all been the headlines, but Mack we never heard a peep out of. So man, Khalil Mack was know. a saint, man. Exactly. So yeah. So like you said about his former team and that Patriots Steelers game, the Patriots sure didn't need him. <laughs> they sure don't need him because. When you got Josh Gordon, if Josh Gordon can be there for the whole season, Elderman, and you're talking about when Harry comes back, um, and even even the Dorsets and Jacoby Myers, the receiver core is fine. Tom Brady's going to be fine. I'll, I trust Josh, Josh McDaniels like, on my offense. Every, not, like 10 times out of 10, I trust Josh McDaniels. I know what he's doing. Um, and you've seen the running backs, Michelle, Burkhead, uh, Damian Harris, and, and James Wyatt, they're all going to be used. Um, Man, they, they, so, put, they had Bolden in sometimes. Exactly. So, it, so it, it, they all they all going to be used. It's going to be an offense that's going to be spread out, and they're going they're going to do a lot. Um, and they traded Demarius Thomas. He he's gone on ass, but he was not a factor anyway. But now that they got Antonio Brown, it's just it just you know the only the only the only way this doesn't pan out for the Patriots is if Antonio Brown blows them up, and and that's and for the rest of the thirty one teams in, in the league, that's our that's really our only hope. For the you know for for the pages and then they get burned down with inside because, uh, from what I've seen against the Steelers thirty you know what what was the score thirty three or three, um after after doing something like that to a, a playoff caliber team, it's just like man do we have any do any other team have any any chance and and that's you know that's what I'm going to be looking forward to the season is how can you stop the how can you stop the pages because it's in this game, it seemed like the Steelers was all in on stopping the run, which is why Michelle fourteen carries did nothing. Um, but then, but then they got gassed through the air. So what? What? What are you gonna take away? Um, and and that's what defensive coordinator is gonna have to have to do the whole season. And I'm glad I'm not uh, DC because that's that's gonna blow everybody's uh, heads up open because <laughs> just good luck trying to stop this team. Yeah, I didn't think the Patriots needed it, but having AB is always a plus. Oh, yeah, but definitely. Yeah, if you can get them, why not get them? Um, I think they make the move more so for playoff reasons. Like, they're going to make the AFC Championship regardless, but the Patriots have built that defense where they can cover anybody one-on-one. And now adding Antonio Brown, you've built your offense where no one can cover you one-on-one. So teams like the Rams, who scored a lot of points last year, teams like the Chiefs, possibly the Saints and the Eagles, I think the Patriots made the move for teams like that. This who we could face down the line, you know. So let's go out and get a weapon and 
that's what we can do with it. I think uh, I thought there would be thirteen and three anyway, but I mean, I I won't go so far and say they'll be sixteen and zero again. But when you have this many weapons, your division is one of the weaker ones, and their schedule is not exactly the toughest. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL. Yeah, and they just <laughs> how they how they just did Pittsburgh. I don't see who on their schedule can stop them. So as long as they take the week by week approach. Um, AB's personality won't bring them down because the Patriots, the Patriot way is just too strong. Belichick, that iron fist, and Brady's so likable, relatable, Edelman. So much of the strong cultures around AB can't burn it down. And if he did, they'll just cut it and move on. I was to say because if he if he if he does, he's gonna wait at the perfect time. It's gonna be it's gonna be like the playoff game or something. And you mean, because you you know we don't know how much is Antonio Brown a team guy. Uh, we we don't know that because even at Pittsburgh they never won anything because Big Ben was for himself, Bell was for himself, and so was AB. So, but they they, they they did dominate for their little stretch together. But here, AB will he get mad if because you know the Patriots, any day can be your day. Everybody's a, everybody's a weapon on the team. Done that, and you don't know who's gonna go off that game. It might be James White. It might be Michelle. And Monday football is door set, but it could be Edelman. It could be Josh Gordon, and. You do you think you know? I mean, he can. I, I believe he probably will tighten up, but I don't know to what extent. Because what if what if three weeks in a row, you know, it's Edelman getting all the targets and Josh Gordon can't be stopped? Oh, we, we're playing a team that can't stop the run, so it's all about Michelle. Because even in Pittsburgh, no matter how great it was a running game, running day game for Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown still got his. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and Antonio Brown will still get his, but what if? What if he doesn't? That's what that's what I'm, you know, want to see as far as him personally. Now, Patriots gonna be fine. They're they're gonna win 13 games with ease, you know. Um, but personally, I, I do. I'm looking at Tony Brown and whether he if, is he about me or is he about the team because he can win the Super Bowl and go down one of the best receivers of all time, especially under in this system with the Patriots. Or he can be like you know he can flame out like Ocho Cinco did with the Patriots or. You know he will go. He will get passed up on first team, uh, first Hall of Fame ballots because of what he's what he's done. Just like To, I guess. Um, it, it it's more of a personal level for me, and I you know I just I just don't know what to expect. No, so, AB, he'll be he'll be he'll be fine because like they'll they'll still feed him. Like he's not Randy Moss, but at the same time, when you can't be covered one on one, he's gonna still get a thousand yards and eight to ten touchdowns because that two thousand seven offense, Randy was almost a fifteen hundred yard receiver. Welker was a almost a twelve hundred yard receiver, and then you still had Dante Starworth, who almost had seven hundred yards. Jabari Gaffney four forty nine, Ben Watson three eighty nine. So, and then from the backfield, Kevin Falk had three eighty three. So that's basically your AB, your Edelman, your Josh Gordon, Dorsett, and James White right there. <laughs> so, but see, but see, I feel like James White better as far as passing game. I think he's better than Kevin White, uh, Kevin Falk. Uh, the third receiver you mentioned, uh, who was it, Gaffney? I think yeah, Gaffney, Josh Gaffney Gordon Stallworth, is way yeah. better. Josh, Josh Gordon better than both of them combined, um, especially in his prime. So it's like you know, what I'm it, it, it just it, I, I can understand what you're saying. You know, the offense is good, but yeah, they'll, they'll feed but, everybody. Yeah, 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 you feed everybody, but it's like man, I, I feel like I feel like Edelman and Josh Gordon are too good to not have a thousand yards as well. You, you know what I'm saying? And then also Michelle have a a thousand yard rushing season with James White taking a lot of snaps from him. it's going to be crazy to see. And I know most of these guys are on, all these guys are unselfish except Antonio Brown. So that's that's the only difference. Um, you know, Randy Moss was a smart guy. 
um, IQ wise and everything like that. And he understood what you know. He he know what it take. So does Antonio Brown click? You know, does, does he that does that click? That's what that's all I'm looking for. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. Um, so let's go to the the actual Super Bowl champions, to the offseason Super Bowl crown champions, the Cleveland Browns, and what they showed against Tennessee Titans um, for the first half, you know, was okay. You know, it, the offense, you know, they, they got the ball into their playmakers' hands, and Odell Beckham and Landry didn't come off the field at all. Um, and they were they were they, they was they after the, the first drive they were right down the field, but Tennessee settled in and got right defensively and. You know, and Brown struggled a little bit. The offensive line can't stay upright, can't keep Baker upfield, upright, even though he hold on to the ball too long. Um, you know, can't wait getting the safety. Uh, you know, a lot of guys making plays. You know, but my whole thing about the Browns outside the offensive line was the defense. And the Titans defense put the offense in good situations, of course, which made, you know, made it harder for that defense to, to you know, I guess put, put their cleats in the, in the ground. But still, you know, they made Mariota look like he was a good quarterback. Uh, he had like three, four touchdowns on thirteen completions. They made Derrick Henry act like he was a receiving back. Um, he never catched the ball. Of course, he gets the one ball and goes seventy-five yards. Uh, that's just man. They threw the ball two yards. Come just, on, man. Throw the ball two yards. Run for seventy-five. And, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, this, this Browns defense, they was very undisciplined. Offensive line was undisciplined. You know, got guys kicking guys in the head, and that's you know that's the reason why you know. I mentioned the Browns. Browns just don't – they don't know how to win. I don't know how we go – two years ago, they was the worst team in the league to now, you know, we're a playoff Super Bowl contenders. So, you know, and, and you know, losing they, – they will get it right. I know they will. But, you know, after a show like that, I'm glad that it happened week one because they can turn their season around, right, and then they can, you know, use this as a, as a learning lesson and, and get to the playoffs or – the Browns are going to Brown and be eight and eight, nine and seven, like they probably would have been, regardless, you know. Anyway, so you know, it it could be it could be a two way street here, but I'm glad it happened week one, and let's see if they learn from it. I think the Browns will be fine because the game really wasn't the score looks worse than what it really is because the first half was close. A lot of the drives the the Browns had resulted in a. A penalty at the most inopportune time. So now you're getting taken out of field goal range. You're getting taken out of a potential touchdown situation. So you can't go get 17, 18 penalties for that many yards. I mean, that's just going to do you in every time. And then a lot of the penalties were just boneheaded penalties, like, you know, the holding stuff or the unsportsmanlike conducts. And they, they tried to lay Mariota out late on the play. Like, what are you doing? Like, just – Play disciplined football, so uh, I think they have the Jets next week. They should bounce back with that win. Um, but overall, just the team has to just maintain some form of composure, and I guess they really don't have that because you have so many young guys. You got a Baker who's a fiery guy, Odell who's a fiery guy, like Landry who looks composed on the field, he's a fiery guy, Miles Garrett. Like, you just got a bunch of fiery personalities that. Who also if you don't have won. the right person, <laughs> yeah. So if you don't have a like, I, it'll never happen. But if Mike Tomlin was coaching this team, they'll be fine. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So somebody, somebody who can, somebody who can, who can harness all that energy to the right time. So, but Freddie Kitchens, he has his work cut out for him. Um, I still have Browns in the playoffs. I'm not gonna bail on them because that they have too much talent for it not to work. They just need to 
get more disciplined. Like you got to start, you got to implement something. You get a you get a penalty, five hundred dollar fine, thousand dollar fine. You got to implement something where guys will be like, oh, this cost me my check. I got to get it together. So, I mean, because they're running laps and stuff. You know, people hate that, but at the same time, when you hit guys in the pocket, and they'll <laughs> they'll help out. So I just say implement some type of uh, some type of pool in the locker room. Like, hey, when you get a fine, it goes in the bucket. And we'll do something with the money later on. But they got to get disciplined, cut down the penalties, and they'll be good. That's all they really were missing the game because they played well. Baker's turnovers were in garbage time. Only thing I didn't like was he took a stupid sack from Cameron Wake. Like, get rid of the ball faster, man. That's what you did at Oklahoma. You got rid of the ball fast. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. They trying to push the ball. You know, and they had a lot of plays, but they're getting the ball to the clinic really fast on wide receiver screens and and stuff of that nature, but other times they're trying to push the ball. You know, it, it's nothing wrong with the little five-out routes and little quick slants and stuff like that. It, Freddie Kitchens could get it together, but you, I, I, I said on the AFC North podcast about this this coaching staff, and I don't trust it. So, uh, and like you said, and you, you made a great point. If they have uh, somebody uh, who who can lead the ship, Mike Tomlin, the John Harbaugh, the Pete Carrolls, that 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 those type of coaches will will make this team. And I can count on making the playoffs, but you know. There's no leader on this team. I don't, you know, they all like I said, all the leaders are young, so I don't really see any any anybody taking that taking that front for you. You gonna you have to trust Baker Mayfield, who, you know, questionable pass. OBJ is always in the media and all that stuff like that. So I mean, it it could go either way. Um, but I definitely didn't like what what uh, what I saw as far as defensive defensively, um, and that's just that's just mis- miscommunications and getting things right. Um, Cause you know Titans, that's you know that's a solid defense, and you know still got to play Ravens twice. Um, you know, you know, and uh, other teams like that, and you can play better offenses than than Mariota. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, Titans defense did look good. I won't totally discredit them. They did make some good, some some good pass rush and things like that. But for the most part, Browns were kind of helping both sides of the ball out by backing themselves up with holding penalties or helping y'all move forward with. Pass interference or roughing the pass of penalties. Yeah, from 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 that bad offensive line, the, the Browns, as far as just you know kicking people in the head, that's just ridiculous. Um, but you know all, all, all them holding calls, at least they're not, at least they don't get their quarterback hurt like Deshaun Watson. Uh, Monday Night Footballs, Texans Saints. You talking about a great? And that was a great game, man. Like that's one of the best games I've seen in a while, um, especially for a Week One game. Um, it, it, it was very. It got it got off to a slow start. Uh, Texas looked like they was in control. And they was gonna win the game, up what twenty one to ten, and quickly was down for uh, three points. So um, Drew Brees got it together. Calvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, you, you know what they're gonna give you. Um, I never was a big fan in, in the Saints defense. Um, I know people want to hype him up and, and say it's the best defense Brees had. Probably, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> defense never was good <laughs> without 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 bounty <laughs> exactly. Game. So so you think. You're talking about a team that's, you know, they, you know, like they, everybody want to give you know, Marshall, Marshall Lambert, man, D Hop didn't didn't have no problems besides him dropping passes on his own. Um, you know, I, I'm not really, I'm not worried about that. Pass versus really just Cameron Jordan. Uh, I think, you know, even though Texas did get took took the, took the lead later on, um, I think I think uh, Hendrickson was offsides on that one sack he got on third on third down that caused Texas to punt and almost lose the game, but. Um, you know, that, that game was pretty high emotional um game and this is probably one of the ones that actually went the Saints way. Um 
you know, Texas, I don't know what the, what the hell they were doing on defense. But um, nonetheless, nonetheless, it was, it was a great game. But, you know, Watson, man, he hits the ground too much. And that's 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 going to be a reason why they don't make the playoffs if, if they don't because – you know, Ken Watson, he can't, 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 can't stay up. And, and if you don't be careful, he's going to be Angela out of the league soon. Yeah, you're right, man. Watson, he could be Andrew Luck 2.0 because he's already entered that category of being banged up and injured all the time. Even from college, you know, he had the clavicle and collarbone injuries. And I think he's had both ACLs repaired. And even last year with the lung issue, couldn't even take the, the flights to the game. So, yeah, look, he, uh, you know, look and Watson, they're kind of in that same category, man. Watson has to learn to get rid of the ball. Um, I like them bringing in Laramie uh, Tunsil, but that's not going to be enough. Somebody has to put it in Deshaun Watson's head. Do not try to extend every play. Sometimes you got to take the check down. Sometimes you got to throw out of bounds. You can't try to, oh, I'm going to shake and bake this guy. Like, oh, this, I, I got him, I got him. Now I'm trying to break a 15-yard run. Like, he's had a 20-yard touchdown run, but he almost hurt his lower back. So, <laughs> you know, you, you can't sacrifice the season of the team for one touchdown like that. You score, y'all need the points, but, you know, you can't sacrifice the season like that. So, hopefully somebody can sit him down. Like, look, you got to get rid of the ball. You got to protect yourself. Just like we were saying about Baker, get rid of the ball faster, man. You can't take all these hits. It's not sustainable long term. And, and and another thing is uh Watson takes too long to move in the pocket. He 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 gets sacks by himself on his on his fault because let, let's say the the cop the, the pocket is collapsing, he runs to the uh, defender and gets sacked. I'm like, what are you doing? Like I, I don't know, man. And maybe he didn't watch some some Russell Wilson tape or something. Watching Tom Brady, Brady give himself <laughs> up. <laughs> exactly, stop getting hit so much. Um, but the Saints look good, man. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they did. And, you know, Kamara and Michael Thomas, we, we know what to expect from those guys. Like you said, we know what to expect from them. And then just um, people were saying, like, how the Texans played that prevent coverage. Well, they were going to lose the game, honestly, anyway, because they got bailed out with the extra point because the guy hit the freaking kicker. So it would have been 27-27. And Romeo Cornell, you know, he's – He's aggressive, but at times. So, you know, he took the conservative route. We're up by one point. So let's try to keep everything in front of us. They only have one timeout. But the thing about it is when you have one of the five greatest QBs on the other side, oh, easy, easy connect. Get out of bounds. You clock it. And they use that timeout perfect. It went against them. Then you're inside a dome with Will Lutz, who has a pretty strong leg. I mean, he did miss one early in the game. So, you know, you kind of played the odds of, we up by one. They only have one timeout. When would they use it? So I can't blame the Texans for that. They played it. They played it somewhat safe. But also, when you see the outcome, you judge it like, well, they they played it bad because they gave up a seven yard little easy route called timeout, and now they won the game. So it you, we always judge stuff off of the outcome. Like if the Texans would have played aggressive and got to be able to talk, it'd be like, oh, they're done for that. So you can't always judge about that. You got this look, we're up by one point, we're gonna play it safe. Keep it in front of us. Oh yeah, but it, it, to me, my thing is if you're gonna play off, you need to be aggressive up front. And that's the blitz. So you know it is you know it just it is how it is and, and Texas is gonna learn from it. So um but you know I think both of the, both of those teams I still think are pullback teams. So 
Um, I'm hoping the Saints can lose week two and Texans go on two just to, just just to make sure my predictions be right. Oh yeah, we we got Saints missing the playoffs and we don't think Texans win a division. So we yeah we need more losses. <laughs> hey, that's the game that should have tied. Yep, yeah, man. I said it on Twitter. I was like, man, out of all the games that end in a tie, this is the one nobody deserves to lose. Right. Um. So, yeah, that was a week one recap. Antonio Brown to the Patriots. That's something we're going to get to see you next week uh, versus the Miami Dolphins. Uh. <laughs> man, um, man. Well, 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 I need to see the over-under, man. I'm, I'm going at least 70 for the Patriots. All right, so what do you think? So, if Ravens 59 or Dolphins 10, I think 65 to, 65 to 7 is fine. I think that's that's good enough for the score. Yeah, because Fitzpatrick. We know he's gonna have to he gonna have to throw it, so that's at least three INTs. <laughs> you you add a you add A B even without knowing the playbook, that's still probably four or five TDs for Brady, and you're gonna have to run the ball to eat the clock up at the end of the game. That's still two TDs for the RB. So <laughs> man, that's like fifty six points right there. Hey, that's that's crazy, man. That's gonna be something to look for. Also something to look for is Dad's contract. Um, the longer they wait and the more good games you play, <laughs> the, the price, the price going goes up, up. up, up. <laughs> the price going up. So uh, that's week one. We'll be back next week. Who you like uh, for the game Thursday? Oh, for the thing, game Thursday. Good talk. Um, uh, Carolina probably is going to win. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to safe route to and say Carolina. I think Cam will bounce back. Buccaneers don't have a stout defense. So Cam I, and Caffrey, they, they should have a pretty good showing. And I think Jamie, I, I think Jamie wants to bounce back. Um, I just don't think they – like you said, the defense is not going to be enough. So um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Cam Newton. He better bounce back. I got fancy leagues, man. He got. He got to give me some money, man. He tripping. Throw it, DJ Moore for me, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> for real though. <laughs> That's preach, can't preach. With Rashad, we out. <laughs>